I'm going to just start off positive. God's good, amen? Woo! (laughs) Uh, Because the word that I have today is a little heavy. But um, how many of you know that God wants to protect us? God wants to keep us safe. Amen. I was um, asking my sister to um, make a backdrop for me, and I told her I see a shepherd's staff, and she's like, I don't really know what you're talking about. And I was just, I was just relaying to her. I always try to relay to her what the message is about. But, um, but pretty much this morning is me taking a shepherd's staff and just kind of scooping you guys all close by, scooping you in and keeping you safe. Amen. So if, if you just know anything, know that that's what this word is today, is me keeping you guys all close, keeping you safe, keeping you from harm. Amen. Because God loves each one of you so very, very much, and so do we. Amen. Well, I broke up my glasses today because this is a lot of reading, and I don't want to miss anything. So here we go. Here's me and my glasses. Today, the title of the message is called Be Warned. Be Warned. Um, Let's turn today to 2 Timothy 4, 2 through 5. We know that we're in the last days, don't we? We know that there's some crazy things going on in the world, and we know that... um, the time is short, you know, before Jesus returns and comes and gets his bride. And with that, there are some warnings that are in the word of God that we need to make sure that we're listening to and that we're aware of um, so that we don't get distracted, so that we don't get detoured, so that we don't go off course, that we stay on a firm foundation. And so that's what we're talking about today is to be warned through the word of God. Second Timothy 4, 2 through 5. It might throw me off wearing my glasses here. Preach the word of God. This is the Lord speaking to me, but he, this, is, this is showing you why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound, wholesome teaching and doctrine. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever itches their ears to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work hard at telling others the good news and faithfully carry out the ministry that God has given you. So I have a responsibility being called by God to be a minister of the gospel, to protect the sheep and to warn the sheep and not to be detoured by this thing that comes about or this doctrine that comes about or this new wave that comes about, but to stay founded upon the word of God. Amen. And so that's really what the Lord is saying today. Um, is the word of God is to correct and instruct and keep the body of Christ safe because in these last days, he's warning us that there are going to arise doctrines and false myths and things of that nature that are going to detour God's people from the truth of the word of God. It might even, he says, sound like the truth. Why? Because the devil is a deceiver, and of course he's not going to make it sound like a lie. He's going to make it twist and sound like the truth. He may even use parts of the word of God to make it sound like the truth. And the Lord's saying, be warned. I'm going to give you a heads up today. Be warned. This is happening, especially in the day in which we live. We're not looking 2,000 years down the road anymore. This is now. This is what's going on right now. Amen. And so the Lord says, be warned. When I read this passage, I think of um, 
I think about the fact that we're all Jesus followers, right? And, and we all might say, no, Lord, not me. That wouldn't happen to me. But then you think about when, um, sorry, it's going to be on and off because I can't see you if I'm wearing them. Um, then you think about the Lord's followers, his 12, following him so closely. But then here in that 12, you have a few that get distracted that get detoured by whether it's a teaching or whether it's a lust of their own, a lust of their flesh. Whatever it is, they're distracted and they get off course. I mean, they were disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, seeing all the miracle signs and wonders, yet they get off course. That is insane. And so, you know, don't sit there and say, you know, that wouldn't happen to me. No, just do what God says so that it doesn't happen to you. Listen to the word of God and, and just sit under the anointing of the shepherd's staff and the anointing of the shepherd that God's placed you under so that you are protected from these things. Amen. I believe that God is going to give me a heads up and give, give your leaders a heads up to protect you as his sheep. Amen. He says it in the word. So anyways, when I think about this, I think about, um, I think about Peter how he, um, you know, Jesus passes and, and he says, one of you guys are going to deny me. And Peter's like, no, that would not be me. You know, he gets a little haughty, like I'm, I'm firm, you know, I'm strong in the Lord and this and that. Don't get haughty, but just do what the word of God says to do. Stay founded upon the word. Get in the word of God so that you know what the truth is, so that when you're told a lie, it comes up in your spirit and you're like, nope, that doesn't sit right in here. Amen. So Peter, he's like, no, not me, but pride comes before the fall. And sure enough, the rooster crows three times, and here he finds himself denying Christ, that he even knows him. Then you think of Judas, selling for the lust of the flesh, selling his knowledge of where Jesus is, even selling, basically giving, handing over Jesus to live the life he wants to live. I don't know, we, it doesn't really say all what was going on on the inside of Judas, but the enemy had to have been working before that very moment. In his mind, doubt and unbelief, and to, for him to sell his relationship with Jesus Christ. And then he was tormented. What, what am I talking about here? I'm talking about even if you think that you're the closest to Jesus, it can still happen to you. So you need to be careful and be in a sheepfold. It is so important. It is so scary to be a sheep outside, a lone sheep, if you will, where there is no shepherd there to protect you and watch out for you. It's not that they don't know the word, but they don't have that covering and that protection that Pastor Nick was talking about. And so it's so important, the Lord says, in this last day, because there's going to be uh, people that are having itching ears to hear what they want to hear. And, and just like Judas, you know, he wanted what his flesh wanted. And they, they get deceived and they go after it because it sounds like the truth. It's so important to run things. If you have a question, run things past one of your pastors. Ask, ask what, what we think, what, what, what we perceive is the truth so that you have that, that foundation. You have that out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Because usually, like 
if you're in the ministry, if you're in a fivefold ministry, you can pick up and discern if there's a warning or if there's, there's something wrong ahead or if somebody's listening to something that's false doctrine or that's a myth or that's not the truth. If you have a question, just ask. Amen? And we just trust that the Holy Spirit will, will speak the truth and you'll receive it. So in these last days, there's going to be those who hopefully like us, um, hopefully it's you and I, that choose to actually lay down our life and find his life. Like lay down the lust of the flesh, lay down this life for his life. But then there's going to be those who are falling away because they're distracted by the lusts of other things, they're distracted by their flesh, or they're detoured by myths and deceptions and false doctrines. And this is the day and age in which we live. And I'm not trying to cause fear in you, but I'm trying to instill in you that it's so important to be in a sheepfold and to stay under that covering and that anointing. There is an anointing. There is an anointing that brings protection when you have someone who's called by God, people who are called by God to watch over your souls. We have to look to the Lord. We have to be judged to do our job. We're going to be judged whether we did our job or not. So if you, so it's God's job to give us the grace, give us the anointing, and it's our job to stay faithful to the word of God to protect the souls that he set in our sheepfold. Amen? So it's so important to stay in the sheepfold. Let's turn to Hebrews um, 10. I have so much scripture today, and I told Clayton, and he's like, make it short, because he has the food downstairs. But I was like, I, ju I just don't know. And I was like, that's why the Lord told me, and I'm, I'm just giving you a heads up. There's a lot of scripture here, but it's for your protection, and it's just God just making it so, so clear. Hebrews 10, verse 23 through 25. Let us hold tightly and not waver to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. In other words, what is his word? It's his promise. And God can be trusted to make sure that his promise is fulfilled. His word is fulfilled. Let us think of ways to motivate one another through acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect meeting together as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of the Lord's return is drawing near. So why do we meet together? It's for the protection. It's so that we stay in this firm foundation and we can trust that God's going to be faithful to fulfill his word and fulfill his promise. And we're here together to encourage each other, to lift each other up, to pray for one another. Amen. And we're supposed to continue this for our own protection until the day of Christ Jesus' return. That's what God wants us to do. Why? Because he's given us a heads up. He's given us a warning. This is how you're going to stay protected in these end times. There are scary things out there. There are things that the enemy is trying to do. And he's especially working hard to detour the hearts of God's people so that their hearts are not towards him. In 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9, the word of God says, Stay alert and watch out. He wouldn't say it if we didn't, if we didn't have to watch out. Because the enemy can still deceive. Look at Peter. Look at Judas. The enemy can still deceive if you're that close to the Lord. 
So he says to stay alert and watch out. And one of the greatest ways you can stay alert and watch out is stay in the word of God so you know what God says about situations. And to stay in the sheepfold where you have believers encouraging you, lifting you up, um, um, shepherds that watch over your souls. Stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion seeking for someone to devour, seeking for someone to, to be distracted or to, to, to steal. Stand firm in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is also going through the same kind of sufferings. So each one of us at some point is being tested, is being tried, is going through different persecutions. But when we have each other and we're watching for each other and we're staying in the sheepfold and letting God use that anointing to watch over and protect us, he can keep us safe. Amen? So be aware. Why does he say? Because the enemy is like a roaring lion. He's a sneaky snake. He's a deceiver of the brethren, the word of God says. He's not just a deceiver of those in the world. He, his main, he's got them. His main goal is to go after the believers. And so he's trying very hard, and especially in these last days, the word of God warns us that there's going to be false teachings, false doctrines, false, false prophets, and this and that, so that he can detour you off of what the word of God says. That's why the Lord calls us our firm foundation. Amen? 2 Corinthians 11. Let's turn there. 2 Corinthians 11, verses 3 and 4, and then 14 and 15. Paul is uh, concerned about his believers. He's concerned about his um, sheep. And he says, but I fear some of somehow that your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted. Just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent, you happily put up with whatever anyone tells you. Even if you, um, he says, she was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent, and you're happily putting up with whatever anyone tells you. And so he compares it to how Eve was deceived by the serpent, listening to things that are not actually founded upon the word of God and that are not proven out in the word of God. Even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach or a different kind of spirit than the one you have received or a different gospel than the one you believe. So the, he's, he's warning these people and, and he's, he's hurting for these people that he has preached the gospel to. They've come to know the Lord Jesus, but now they're letting things get their attention. He's like, you're, you're listening to whatever comes your way. He's like, you're being deceived. You're, you're letting it tickle your ears. You know, you're letting it itch your ears. You're, you're listening even if it's a... Um, a different gospel, even if it's a different Jesus, even if it's a if if it's a diff, comes from a different spirit, you don't have this discernment to know whether it's the truth. You know, the Lord um, shows me, and and it, just as He will, so I I don't know everything, but the Lord shows me sometimes what people's giftings are, and I believe that's a huge part of, of what I'm called to do is stir up the gifts of God within people and let them be used by God, amen, for his glory. And But with that being said, the ones that we have set over it as pastoral team in the church are here to watch over you, and they have that anointing to protect you. 
Do you have questions? Bring it past them rather than just listening to every single um, teacher and preacher that might sound like the truth. Bring it, have questions. If you have questions about it, bring it to the pastors so that we can watch over your souls and protect you. Amen? There's a reason the word, the Lord is having me preach this today. There must be a lot of that going on out there. Um, I'm not patting myself on the back here, but I don't listen to very many voices. If God even speaks to me something by his spirit, I need to find it in the word at least two or three times before I'm going to believe it. Because the word of God is the firm foundation. And it does not change. Amen? So um, if, if I do listen to a minister, I am, I am going to sit there and, and not judge, but I'm judging, the word, I'm judging it to the word, you know, in the light of the word to make sure that I even want to open up my heart to that, to see if it is even the word of God or the truth. Now, if the Holy Spirit shows me by the word and by the spirit, and then I can kind of open up and receive but what am I saying? I'm saying that I, God has shown me the ones that we have set in the, the um, pastoral um, place in this house is anointed to protect you, has that spirit of discernment that can protect you and take that shepherd's staff and, and keep you safe. Um, so Paul is saying here that just as Eve was deceived, his new believers in this church are being deceived and listening to all kinds of things that is even contrary to the Jesus he preached, the gospel he preached. God's never going to contradict his word. Let me just say that right now. Never. His word never changes. Jesus never changes. The word of God says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed his mind about whether he hates sin. He hates it. He hasn't changed his mind about whether he wants a fully surrendered heart. He wants you to surrender your heart. Amen? He stays the same. So if you hear a new gospel being preached that says otherwise, it's not the word of God. And that word is just tickling people's ears. Why? Why do they have a big following then if it's the word of God? Because it's tickling ears. It's itching their ears. It's what they want to hear. And it's a deceiver of the brethren. God wants to protect his remnant church. The remnant church are the ones who are going to do the word of God, listen and obey to what God says to do. Amen? Until his return, because it's not going to stop until he returns. Um, verses 13, he says, These people are false prophets and false apostles, and they're deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. This was going on back then. And especially in these last days. But I am not surprised. Even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. So it's no wonder that servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get their punishment for their wicked deeds that they deserve. Now as, as uh, pastors, we got to be really careful that we stick to the word and nothing but the word. Why? Because we're responsible for other souls. We're responsible to make sure that anyone that we're uh, 
in headship over that we're leading, we're responsible to keep them on track and keep them heading towards Jesus. It is our who, we're the ones who are going to be judged if anybody goes off track. That's huge. That's huge. If you're not called to be a pastor, do not step into it because you need to have that anointing and that discernment so that you don't lead people astray. Amen. And so I was wondering, you know, with this thing coming up and that thing coming up, why, why did you say, I, I, don't, I can't get into anything. I just can't. Why is it that, that uh, things just sound like, uh, to me? Like, I don't even want to listen to that. I don't want to. There's so much YouTube out there and all this. And some of it's good. Don't get me wrong. You know, we're on YouTube. But if you have a question, first of all, you've got the spirit of truth on the inside. And if you get like a, uh, don't listen to it. Just because everyone else is listening to it, the spirit of truth tells you whether something is right or not. If you get the bleh on the inside, just because everyone else is listening to it, don't listen to that. Listen to the inside of you. But if you have a question, bring it across one of us so that we can know and discern through the word of God whether it's the truth or not. Amen? Why? Because we're here to protect you to keep you in the sheepfold and keep you from the wolves that are running around. We went to this place called Wilderness Walk. And uh, the, the wolves just run the fence, just circle around that fence. And uh, even though they can't get out of that fence, I'm like, oh, that's just really creepy. Because they're circling and circling and they're just waiting for some kind of prey. At some moment, they're just going to attack when that prey becomes available. And that's what the enemy's doing. He's searching who he may devour. He's seeking who he may devour. Who can he get off course? Who can he get to come out of the gate and take a peek and take a listen? Because at that moment, he's going to take advantage. And he does. He has. And um, I, I believe God's stronger. God's bigger. But God's sending out a warning through his word that we need to stay alert and aware of what the enemy's scheming. He says, even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. It's no wonder his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get their punishment for what they've been doing. So they're going to get a punishment, but they might have led a whole bunch of people astray because they're teaching false doctrine. They're teaching things that are going to lead people astray from living their lives surrendered to the Lord. Amen? Genesis 1-7, we're going to read this. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say that you must not eat of the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? So he's already getting her to question, okay? Of course we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the one tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it or you will die. Now, why does God give warnings? He does it to protect us. Look at what happened to Adam and Eve. They're cast out of the presence of God, cast out of the garden, out of the will of God. They did die a spiritual death. 
See, the enemy loves to deceive and loves to twist what God has said, makes it sound like the truth so that he can get you to fall or follow wrong teaching. You won't die, the serpent replies to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. It really sounds like a false grace message that's out there right now that says, it's okay if you live however you want. The grace of God will cover you. You're still going to go to heaven. God says, if you love me, you keep my commands. And I'm not going to get off on a tangent here because there's so many false doctrines out there. But the word of God is the foundation and we need to look. I did, I, when reading it, I don't see how in the world, unless you piece this over here and this over there, I don't see how in the world you can actually miss the fact that God wants you to live to please him. It's so incredibly obvious, but the thing is the enemy deceives and then they get blindfolded. When you open up your heart to deception, you become uh, blindfolded to see what's actually going on. And that's what happens to Eve here. You'll know both good and evil. The woman was convinced then. She saw that the tree was beautiful. It looked delicious. It sounds good. It sounds like the truth delicious and she wanted the wisdom that it would give her so she took some of the fruit and ate it then she gave some to her husband what happens this is this sounds really good if you start doing this then you'll start we'll just say i'm just throwing this out there you'll really start having spiritual dreams or god will really start using you or hey you can live however the way you want and god still loves you yes he does he loves every person in the entire world it doesn't mean they're going to heaven though he said if you lose your life for my sake you will find life and so what happens is people get their ears itched and then they lure in another believer. And then it's a domino effect. Soon you've got an entire church split of people who are following wrong doctrine and not listening to the truth at all because they're letting one person influence them rather than the word of God. Then she gave some to her husband who um, was with her and he ate it too. He should have stood on the word of God. He should have influenced her, but he listened to her. At that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame in their nakedness. So uh, they sewed fig leaves together and covered themselves. That's what's happening in the body of Christ today. Is The deceiver is out there seeking who he may devour. He is trying very hard because he knows that his time is short. He knows Jesus is going to return. And just like we should be out there spreading the love of Jesus and sharing the gospel and the hope of Jesus Christ, he's out there trying to deceive the brethren, trying to get them to follow the wrong path. So now more than ever, we need to preach the gospel and, and teach you the truth and, and warn you of what the enemy's up to. And where, and let you know where your protection is. It's under the covering of the anointing. Amen? It's under the covering of that shepherd's staff that keeps you safe. Hallelujah. So the devil was crafty and deceitful, and he twisted the words of God. Um, and that's what he's doing today. But God's warning his people today to be warned. To be protected, you must stay with the gospel. 
You must stay with the word. You have to know Isaiah 55:11. He says, "My word does not change. My word will not return void. Whatever God has spoken, he does not fail to act. He will fulfill every single word that he has put out there. Every word that he has written will be fulfilled." And so we can't get distracted with anything that says otherwise or gets us detoured from the word of God. Let's turn back to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 1, 19 and 20. For Jesus Christ is the Son of God and does not wait... um, For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you, and as God's God's ultimate yes, he always does what he says. For all of God's promises, we could say the entire word of God, have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes, and through Christ are amen, which, is, which also means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Every single thing that we preach that's the word of God is covered by God. He is the one who will watch over it, and he will make sure to make it good. He will perform it. Amen? Let's turn to Hebrews. A lot of scripture today. Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13, 7 through 9. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow their example. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Verse 9. So don't be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace and not from rules about food. And in this instance, they're talking about um, people coming down on other people because of certain rules about food and, and different things like that. But, but he's saying don't get distracted or detoured by all these new waves of doctrine or, or new teachings that might come out. Here's the thing. God doesn't change. His word is the same. And, and as, as much as... Um, You might say, well, I've heard that message on faith before. God can give you a whole new revelation on it to where you're actually walking in it and receiving it. Amen? And you just got to trust that if you're coming with a hungry heart to hear the word of God and and, and to receive by the spirit of God, that no matter what the minister is preaching, he can talk to your heart directly exactly what you need to hear. Amen? Don't tune out just because you think you heard a message before because then you're tuning out to the Holy Spirit what you came, what that deposit was that God wanted to give you. So tonight or today you might be like, well, this is, you know, I'm not interested in the end times. I'm not interested in, I just only want to hear about the Holy Spirit. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit is the one who anoints the minister to warn the people so that you stay in the anointing, so that you stay in the protection of God. It is his work to protect God's people, and that's what he's doing today. Amen. Ephesians 4, let's turn there. Verses 11 through 14. I'm just proving to you through the word of God, this is why we're here. Now these are the gifts God gave the church. He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers 
Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Listen to this. This will all continue until we come to such a unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full, complete standard of Christ. We haven't reached it yet. Are you walking around raising the dead? Are you walking around casting out devils, opening blind eyes, and you haven't reached the full measure of the standard of Christ Jesus? He's our standard. Amen? So until that happens, and we're all doing it, then we need to keep going, and we need to keep working at encouraging each other to go towards God. Amen? It says in verse 14, then we will no longer be immature like children. Guess what? Children have some growing and learning to do. Why in the world does my son ask so many questions? Drives you crazy sometimes. Take a six-hour trip with a seven-year-old. You'll hear at least 300 questions. Whew. You know, as soon as I got home, um, yesterday afternoon I left the house. <laughs> I went school shopping, oh, but it was like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> no questions in the car. But... <laughs> he has learning to do. That's why he asks so many questions. He's a child. And guess what? I'm not trying to diminish you, and I'm not saying I'm putting myself on the pedestal. I still have growing and learning to do myself. But there's an anointing from the Holy One, amen, that has come upon me to protect and to teach and to lead God's people. And if you're not walking as Jesus walked, you haven't reached maturity yet. You're a child, you still need some questions that need to come out so you can get some answers. So don't like, you know, and Paul even said it. He's like, I'm not puffing myself up here, but I do have some wisdom, and it's not of my own. It's from the Holy One. Amen? Spirit of wisdom. Then we will, why, why do we want pastors and prophets, evangelists, apostles, and teachers? I'm really picky, too, on who we have in the church. Because I need to know that I know that I know that they're a true prophet or a true apostle or a true, you know, that they are lined up with the word of God. Then we will no longer be, why? Because we need to grow. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. Again, he's talking about this new teaching and how it blows his people around. We really need to be careful in this day and age that we're in. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us. How are we not going to be influenced? How are we going to be protected? Because we have a covering. Because we have a sheepfold. We have an, a, a pastor, a pastoral staff that's there and anointed to protect you. When we need to grow up. We need to not be blown and tossed by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. And I really think that some of them are doing it out of ignorance. I don't think that they're trying to lead people astray. I think they're deceived themselves. I don't even think that some of these ministers that are preaching the wrong gospel know what they're doing. I think they're deceived themselves. They have opened up to something and it's actually leading others astray. And God, you know, God wants to protect his remnant. And so that's why I'm preaching this message. You don't want to be led astray. You want to be found ready. Amen? 
So instead, we speak the truth in love so that we grow in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body of the church. He makes us whole, his whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps each other grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. We're all here in the church, in the body, in the sheepfold to work together, to encourage each other, to build each other up. And each one of us has our own special work. You know, and you might not know quite what that is yet, and that's okay. As you continue to serve the Lord, God begins to reveal to you. He'll either stir up the gifts of God in you, and all of a sudden you have a desire to do something for the Lord, or he'll show you through, through a word, and it just bears witness with your heart. Yeah, yeah, I could do that for the Lord. And until then, you know, there's the ministry of helps. You sign up in the back and just let us know which areas you think you could do, and you start off in those areas, and then let us know a month or two down the road if it's just not your area. That's okay. But at least set your hand to letting God use you because we're all here to help run the ministry, amen, and, and just run this work and be build up the body of Christ and encourage one another in the Lord. Hallelujah. Acts 20. Let's turn there. Are you receiving anything? Good. It's coming. Acts 20, verses 28 through 31. So God's warning us today. He says, so guard yourselves and God's people. Feed the shepherd. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church. So this is the responsibility of a pastor. To feed and shepherd, protect God's flock and church. It was purchased with his own blood over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers, again, here it is, the false teaching, the new winds of doctrine, it's out there. Don't be deceived if everything has a scripture or a Bible verse is not necessarily God's word because the devil spoke the word of God to Eve. It has to be line upon line, precept upon precept. You know, it has to be in the way he put it. Guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church, purchased with his own blood, over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers like, are like vicious wolves. They will come among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from among your own group will arise and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch out. Be warned. It has to line up with the word. You have a question about something someone's teaching or some, something someone's talking about or something someone's following, bring it to one of your pastors so that you can be protected, which means that we need to be on the ball and we need to be in the word of God so that we can protect and discern. Amen? Watch out and remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day and many tears I had for you. God is really warning us. And he's saying, watch out. Watch for yourselves. And that's what it is, the, the anointing and, and, and the, the Holy Spirit leading me and guiding me. I just can't YouTube. <laughs> I can't. There's too much out there. Yes, there's some good, but there's so much false. So I just stick to the word. I stick to his spirit, and then I line it up with the word. 
Because that, and then anybody that he has showed me that I should follow. People ask me, who do you follow? Jesus? The Holy Spirit? <laughs> Unless God shows me someone that, you know, I need to submit to myself, or, you know, I have a couple coverings myself that God has directed me to. But we need to be careful about what's out there. Because it's itching ears, it's detouring the body of Christ, it's distracting the remnant from the true focus of keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 5, let's turn there. Seventeen through nineteen. Don't misunderstand Paul saying, I have not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law, or you could say God's word, will disappear until its purpose is fully achieved. So if you ignore at least even the smallest commandment and teach others to do the same, yikes. You will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to heaven, but you're going to be called the least for leading others astray. You might have led a whole flock of people to not follow after the Lord, to not even reach others for the Lord because of a deception that you followed. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. It's to my benefit that I don't follow the crowd, that I follow the word of God, that I stay with the word of God. The word of God is my foundation. I remember my dad always said, the whole word and nothing but the word, so help me God. <laughs> and that's the truth. He didn't follow a whole lot of people. I mean, he had, he had certain books that he read and, and, and just a few couple minister, um, ministerial coverings that he had that he followed that the Lord led him to. And, you know, um, you know, he didn't follow a whole lot. And I can see why. And he was protecting himself. To stick with the word, the whole word, and nothing but the word. This is our foundation. This is the life of God. And it's alive and sharper than a two-edged sword. We don't need to hear it from this place and that place. We got the Holy Spirit. Not to say that he doesn't have true apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. But we need to make sure that we're in the word of God so that when we hear something, we discern by the spirit of God if it's the truth. And if we have a question, again, bring it to one of the pastoral staff because I trust that they're in the word so they can discern for you. Amen? Hallelujah. So much. I'm trying to get through it. Where are we at? Before I get scolded. I'll have Clayton back there going. Do you guys know that sign? He's like, wind it up, wrap it up. So it's my job to stick to the word of God to protect myself and God's people. A lot of people send me stuff. A lot of people. Every day I get something sent to me in Messenger and text and a, a YouTube something. And unless I feel compelled by the spirit of God, I don't always, and I'm sorry if you don't see me open it up, I don't always open it up. 
And if I do, it's all going to be like, all right, where's that in the word? Where's that in the word? <laughs> because this is my guide. Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide your words in my heart so that I might not sin against you. It's his word that leads you and guides you. Amen. By, by his word and through his spirit. Um, so his word in Matthew 7, let's just turn there really quick. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. I told the Lord, I was like, this is a lot of scripture, Lord. You're going to have to help me. <laughs> this is a lot. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds their house upon a solid rock. The rains um, will come and the torrents and floodwaters will rise and the winds will beat against the house, but it will not collapse because it's built upon bedrock. That's the hardest. Firm rock. When you have a, a, a church and, and a pastoral team that's built upon the word of God, it's a solid foundation. You don't have to worry that we're going to blow. We've been here for over 30 years. We're not blowing with the wind. We're not closing our doors because of this or that. I don't care if there's five people or 500 people. We are accountable to God to preach the word of God and to keep people on track. Amen? So anyone, hallelujah, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it, we're like a wise man who builds our house upon the rock. Even though the winds might come, even though the new teaching might blow through, even though it looks like this over there and that over there, we're going to stay founded upon the word of God. Amen? Why? Because he promises us a secure foundation if we do that. He promises us protection that... Other things might be closing their doors or, or things might sway them or, or cause, you know, sin might creep into the camp. I don't want any of that. I want to stick with the word of God because he protects us then. Anyone who hears my teaching and does not obey it is like a foolish man who builds his house upon the sand. When the winds and rains come and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse in a mighty crash. And let me just say, this is what is happening in these last days to the churches that are not built. Maybe they were called by God to do something for the Lord, but if they're not sticking with the word and the foundation of the word of God and they're getting swayed by this doctrine and that doctrine, God is going to close those doors because it's right here in Matthew 7. He's going to close those doors. Why? Because he's tired of people being led astray. He wants them in a place where the truth is being taught, a place that keeps them protected. Amen? So let me just say this real quick because you're probably like, well, God does new things, you know. Yes, his word doesn't change, though. His word doesn't change. And uh, Isaiah 43, 19, this is kind of what God spoke to us when we moved in here. Isaiah um, 43, 19, he says, behold, I, I do a new thing. It's springing up. Don't you perceive it? It's already begun. So this is a new thing in that his spirit is just doing a new thing. It's blowing, he's blowing in a new way, but his word remains the same. Amen? The Holy Spirit can move in new ways and new operations, but it's all going to be a diversity of the gifts of the spirit. 
which is in the word of God. Again, the firm foundation. And then, so, so it can seem new to us because we have yet to have experienced that move of the Spirit. Amen. And Joel 2.23, he says he's going to give us the former and latter reign together. Well, guess what? That's never been done before. That's a new thing. But again, it's in the word of God. He gives us a heads up. Now, if he's out there, you know, doing things or, or you know, people are out there doing miracles and, and things like that, and it doesn't lead people to Christ, it's detouring them, it's getting a following, you know, and there's, there's pride involved in this and that, You'll, you can watch not too long down the road it's going to come to a fall. It's going to come to an end if it's not built upon the word of God. Not to say that the person wasn't called, but if they don't keep with the word. So I'm all about the move of the Spirit. I'm all about the Holy Spirit. In fact, if you don't let the Holy Spirit move, you're not following the word. <laughs> but this is our foundation. And anything the Holy Spirit speaks, it's going to be the word of God. Amen? He, he, he's all about it. He doesn't add to it or he doesn't take away from it. 2 Timothy 2.23, again I say, don't get involved with, and this is what's happening in this last day and age. So he's warning us. Again I say, don't get involved with foolish, ignorant arguments that starts fights among each other. Titus 3.9, but avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, arguments, quarrels about the law or the word. Because these things are unprofitable and useless. Some might be true, some might not be true. But if it's something that's not either going to make or break somebody's um, going to heaven, he's just like, just avoid it. Because it actually might be a false doctrine. And, and I don't even want to be responsible for leading anybody astray. You'll never catch me preaching on any of that. Even though there's others out there doing YouTubes on it. You won't catch me doing that because I haven't seen it in the word of God and God says he doesn't change. So he says just to avoid that. Avoid controversies and, and foolish discussions concerning the word of God. Just stick to the word. There's enough here for us to gobble on for the rest of our lives. We have growing to do just from this. Why get carried away by new doctrines and new beliefs and new, new this and new that? We have growing to do still. Amen? Why? Why is God saying that? Not to get carried away? Because it gives place to the enemy. There becomes division among the believers. Oh, I believe this about the rapture. I believe this about the rapture. I believe this about the earth. I believe this about the earth. I believe this about, you know, it causes a division among the body of Christ. When there's division, the Holy Spirit cannot move. So the Lord just says, avoid the foolishness, avoid the talk, and stick to the word of God. Amen? Stick to the word. Why? Because Ephesians 4.27, he says, give no place to the enemy. It actually is contrary to what God says to do, and that actually gives place to the enemy to lead others astray. And we don't want that. We want to stay in unity where the Holy Spirit can move. 2 Corinthians, coming to the close here. 2 Corinthians 10. You can take it or leave it, but it's the word of God. And God wants to protect his people. 
I'll just keep in mind, I'll do and listen to anything God tells me to listen to. I just don't always respond or listen to everything everybody sends me because there's many, many books, many, many YouTubes, many, many uh, things that I can keep myself occupied with, but I, I'm, I listen to what God leads me to. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. And that's because I'm accountable to keep, to protect my heart so that I can protect you all. Amen? 2 Corinthians 10. I want to make sure this is right. This. So we're human, but we do not wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds that are human or human reasonings and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. And we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Another version says to cast down. All thoughts and imaginations that are what? Contrary to the word of God. Everything has to be in light of the word. Everything has to be lined up with the word. If it's contrary to the knowledge of God, cast it down. Don't even give it place. Don't even give it a second thought or entertain, entertain your, your uh, time. If anything, even if it is the truth, it might suck up all your time when God wants to stay focused on what you're called to do. You know what I mean? If I got, um, there might be total truth out there about, um, um, I'll just use, um, like, eating right, we'll say. And people have a, a revelation on it. And it might be the total truth, and it might be according to the word of God. I'm going to let them stick to what they're called to do, and I'm going to stick to what I'm called to do. Because God hasn't given me that revelation for me to be preaching. My job is to preach the word of God, to correct, rebuke, instruct in love. And then when God leads me to, I have another minister who's called to preach a different message according to the word of God that's got a different gifting so that we can eat a, a nutritious balance of a meal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why I have different ones minister here because we want to be receiving from all the fivefold offices. Amen? Hallelujah. So cast down anything that's contrary to the knowledge of God. Why does he tell us to do that? To protect us. He warns us so that we are protected. He warns us if we want to stay protected in this last day and age with all that's going around, including things that are tickling believers' ears, that are leading them astray, and it sounds like the truth, be careful. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying be warned because the devil is prowling around seeking who he may devour. Even in Paul's day, he says, I know as soon as I leave that the devil's going to come and try to raise up this, you know, this new wind of doctrine and this new Jesus and this new that. He knew it was going to come, but he had to, the job to warn the people. And you can't say from this day forward that you were not warned to stick with the word. Amen? I know, it's a strong word. But I have a job to do, <laughs> and I love you all, and I, I, I'm so happy to see your faces today because God wants to protect you, 
and he wants to keep you in the sheepfold, and he wants to keep you on the straight and narrow as these times are approaching and Jesus' return is coming near. Amen? Stay on the firm foundation. The whole word, nothing but the word, so help me God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for that warning. I thank you, Lord, because you love us, you correct us. Because we love our children, we correct them. We instruct them on what's right and what's wrong. I thank you, Lord, for for your children here who are so hungry and so thirsty for you, God. I thank you, God, that as children do, we ask questions and and we search and and we, we seek the truth. Father, I just pray that today, Lord, that anointing, that anointing, Lord, Lord, would just be stirred up on the inside of the pastoral team here to protect the flock. And Lord, that the spirit of truth would rise up within your people, God, so that they could detect whether something was the word of God or not. Father, I just pray a protection over your people, over your remnant church today. I just bind and rebuke the devourer. I bind every deceitful lie of the enemy that would try to detour and hinder your church from staying on course. For you've called us with one purpose and one goal and one Jesus and one gospel. And that's what we preach. Father, we will not add and we will not take away from it. We know your word is true, spoken by your spirit and lined up with your word. We know it's true and you will not allow your word to return void. I thank you every word you have spoken about this church, every word you have spoken about the times we're in is true and it will not be over until everything is fulfilled. Lord, I just pray right now for your protection over these people and the people that you're going to send us, Father. People that are being lied to, people that are being deceived, people that are being swayed by every wind of doctrine. Father, I pray, open up their eyes, open up their ears to hear what your spirit is saying so that they hear only the truth, that they're led and guided by your spirit, that they look to your word and gain understanding and insight. I just plead the blood of Jesus over your church, over your people, God. And I just thank you, Lord, right now for the anointing to protect them, stirred up on the inside of your leaders in this place. Father, I just pray right now that you would help us and prepare us, Lord, to be ready in season and out of season, Lord, to correct, rebuke, instruct, encourage, and love. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for keeping us on a firm foundation. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now that over 30 years you laid a foundation of the Word of God through Pastor Ted. We're so firm and so founded upon the Word. We don't have to fear or worry about moving in the Spirit, about worrying about getting off or unbalanced because we have such a firm foundation that we can soar high on wings of eagles 
we can run in the spirit and not grow weary. We can walk and not faint. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now for that foundation of the word of God that was built in this place. And I thank you, Lord, now we're going from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Every single word he has spoken is coming to pass. I thank you, Lord. And every single word he has spoken in your life is coming to pass. Hallelujah.